when they get up and when when they're all behind the team, yeah, together, it's unbeatable. And I really, really don't think we would have got that result in an empty stadium against Man City. No, I agree with you. I, that that Man City game in particular, like you said, like having the fans back, you could hear it. Like as soon as that yeah. first goal went in from Trossard. The whole stadium, like you could just feel it erupt, <laughs> and and you were like, okay, like the the fans are ready for it. Um, and the, Don't that's say with that with that particular what you just said there, Trossard, that goal. Now, I I I I think that was one of the best goals I've seen at the Amex. And why I say that is because he's put Diaz down. I think it's Diaz who's. Just won the sort of a, a national award, isn't he? The Premier League. Yep. And he's been phenomenal. And look, you could say like these guys have possibly been out and had a few beers, maybe celebrating a little bit too much. One eye on the Champions League final, but we still got to play, turn up, and beat that that team who just lift the Premier League trophy and took it to them two 0 down. Who'd have thought? But they came through. In particular, Trossard has got. I see and hear a lot of comparisons to Eden Hazard. I think that's a bit bit soon, but there, he can on his day change a game. It's just how many days on his game are we going to do? We see. I think is the is the point. A bit more. Let's see him do that a little bit more. Yeah, I think you're. I think you've smashed it. Really, like it's the consistency, the consistency factor. I think, yeah. probably, Andrew, because yeah. when he is on form, like that City game, they couldn't deal with him. He was just Punch. everywhere, That's and he it. was so good. But today, for example, like <laughs> you know, you put him up there as a lone striker, which he is definitely not a no lone way. striker, That's and it. and. I mean, I felt like a lot of the players were on the beach today. It felt like they just yeah. didn't care. But yeah. at the same time, you know, like you've got to you've got to give something. And and Trossard was not only did he feel like he was on the beach, and I think that summarized it in that in that substitution at half time. But Agreed. like it also was a case of you know you've got to you've also been put in a position where you don't even it's not your play. Like you don't play as a lone striker as Trossard that's just mm. not his role so I think he was damned all the way through for today's game um I'm surprised Percy Tao didn't get a run out given that he's capable of that kind of role um but yeah it was a it was a strange total kind of hot and cold it, it pretty much summarized Leandro Trossard perfectly I think the two games put together from Tuesday yeah. to today I think it also highlighted one important player Welbeck's become. Yeah. Yeah. Someone with a little bit of presence that isn't afraid to run in behind. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, I think he's probably not really reached the heights. We, I think Man United thought they wouldn't. He's been hampered with injuries. And I got a guy at work, he's a big Watford fan, he said he, he was really, really good, like brilliant. They didn't want him to go. And uh, I think we we're all a little bit in awe Danny Welbeck's got the Brighton shirt on you know England how many caps 30 odd caps for England now playing for little old Brighton and to be fair he's grown in confidence and I think it, you look at it and you go you know is he going to sign another contract is he going to stay and sometimes built to me players just get the right club that work to them yep it's the same with um Dare I say it, he's Bazuma. 
yeah, he's been touted with like her PSG and Liverpool week in, week out. And a bit of me is like going, I'm, I'm, I read a lot, I read a lot and I see a lot of like, let him go, let him flourish, go to the Champions League. That the, the kind of old Brighton fan in me we're back in the Goldstein were gone, we're just lucky to have this guy. Yeah. Now we're kind of like going, you know what, we weren't far from leaves and walls and points and getting up that little bit further up the table. And I'm being me now going, let's keep him. <laughs> let's yeah. try and let's try and let's try and knock on next season. And you know, I think I read earlier with our goal difference. Is just like I think sort of minus six or something down there. Yeah, after today it was minus six. The the, um, the goals conceded today hurts a tiny yeah. bit, but and you got like Palace minus twenty five, Burnley minus twenty two, Southampton minus twenty one. Yeah, you no, know, there's some. It's just fine lines, isn't it? There's just a bit of a tweak, and we're we're going up the table, not looking at whether we're going to stay up. Yeah, I remember I said just I think two episodes ago when we got beat. Um, and dropped a, a lead again. Um, I think it was against Wolves. And we were, it was a case of, I think we dropped 24 or 25 points from leading positions. <laughs> and I'd said then, like, if we just, if we just drop, like, just take half of those points away, you know, if we were a little bit more solid at holding on to a lead, we're, yeah. you know, add on those 12 points and we're sat on what? For 53, we're sat in 12th place yeah. and yeah. comfortably, comfortably safe. That's right. And that is, like you said, it's such fine lines. That's um, it. And for Basuma, like I'm on, I'm on the <laughs> fence. I'm on the fence with Basuma. Like I want to keep him so badly, but I think it's just one of those things where he. It, this feels a bit different to Dunk. Like he's only 24 and he's this yeah. good. Um, the advantage we have with Dunk is that he's now kind of at the peak in terms of his development. He's like, what, 29, 30 now? He's going to be 30 next season. And at that point, you start... He starts losing the allure from the bigger teams. He's one of those players you can see now like sticking around all the way through. But you've got... Bissouma, he's only 24. Yeah. How long (laughs) can we keep him? But this is the thing when I see these players sign from like... Was it Lille he signed from? Yeah. In the French league. And then yeah. you go, I mean, I didn't know who it was when he signed, being honest with you. I was like, I, I don't think you... anyone really did. No. And then suddenly, what's the next thing you do? Get on Google, he's Bazuma. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, obviously, they show the best parts because that's most YouTube's do, YouTube videos do for football, yep. especially. And I go, we've got a player here, but he didn't really flourish, did he, until really like midway. Start last season, and then this season he's just been—he's just gone up another level. Yeah, he had. I mean, he is just the the level of growth we've seen from last season to this was outrageous. Um, Boca Junior in the chat says that we need to either extend his contract or sell him. Let's not leave him yeah. hanging in one place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I think he's out of contract next year. So I think that I'm sure the club are working overtime one way or the other to either get a massive fee for him um, or extend his contract. I think they would be delighted with either if it has to happen. <laughs> but you just, you'll be sitting there eating your cornflakes one morning and Tony Bloom and they'll just, they'll just pull something out, don't they? You just never see it coming nowadays. 
it used to get loads of rumours and then pretty much everybody knew before the player signed. But Premier League times, it's changed. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did go. Oh, and I've, but I, I would be disappointed if he did. Everyone yeah. else would be. Yeah, I, next... I agree with you 100%. I think it's it feels inevitable that he'll go, but I'll still be gutted when he does. <laughs> and I just, I hope he goes to a team that are going to be really good for him. Like, I hope he's going to go to a team where he can really actually get to the next level. Because I know That's people it. are like, I know people are like, oh, let him go, let him flourish. But is he going to flourish at Arsenal? Like, how much flourishing, yeah. extra flourishing can he do at Arsenal? Like, to me, like he can flourish on his bank balance. Obviously, he's going to yeah, make a lot more. He's going to make a lot yeah, more money. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of his style of play, in terms of his ability, you know, like he's better than that. He's he can he could he, he could make an argument to get into Manchester City's side. You know, he's going to strengthen a lot of teams, isn't it? Even the top four, they will <laughs> yep. strengthen the team big time. And I think if you look at one one team who or would be like for like is it Wijnaldum at Liverpool? Yeah, that's the that's the that I the one that sort of feels obvious to me because he he's getting on a bit now and he's due to be moving on. So that could be the like for like. I don't know. But hopefully we're not talking about this in the uh, start of next season. Hopefully he's putting the uh, Brighton shirt on. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'd love it. But <laughs> I think we're going to be hard pressed. At the same time, would you? Would you take fifty million for Basuma if that gets reinvested into a striker? Well, given uh, how close no. we are, <laughs> uh, the, the striker debate is—it kills me. It kills. I like. I've, I mean, look. I bear in mind. I grew up watching Gary Nelson, players like that, and um, you know that—that that was my sort of first time watching Brighton. And then I think. I think how many times have we been going? We need that forward. How, how many years have we been saying we need we need that forward? And I think Mikel Smith signed, and I thought we had that forward myself. Yeah, <laughs> and it was only really when we bought Joa, and I thought, hang on, we've got a player. He left, and then really we brought in Bobby and Glenn, and they, they've just been unbelievable servants. Also, really good goals for us. Yep. And then of course I don't know if I've missed anyone out. Um, Neil Malpay rocks up, who I was really keen to sit, watch him play. And I think he, he divides opinion, Neil, because he's quite petulant at times. And he, <laughs> might, he might win you 12, 13 points on his own, but he might lose you nine sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think it's key to get Welbeck signed. Um. And the one, the one thing I wish they'd done. This isn't. A, this is not. I'm not a professional football coach, manager, or anything. Fans' opinion is sent Connolly out to a really, really good top championship team a couple of years back, and got his confidence up. Got him in sort of in in and amongst not a Premier League team. Where he's going to play a bit part, but get him playing 30, 40 games a season for a derby something like that, or Sheffield Wednesday, or a team that could sort of turn his game a bit more to then bring him back. Yep. I think it's been he's been thrown at the deep end. Um, and I think the expectation for, from many after the Tottenham game was we've found it. We've got our homegrown centre-forward. We've done it. 
Yep. And uh, he, again, he divides opinion, but I think there's a good player in there. I really do. I think he's a good player. I just think he's very, he get he doesn't help himself, I would say, with certain things that he probably does. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, even like talking about the game today, which we haven't even started on yet, which probably <laughs> tells you all that needs to be said about the game itself. Really, it was it was pretty <laughs> dross from the Albion. But in terms of the striker debate, uh, to me, and I, I said it on Twitter today too, I think that whether he did it intentionally or not, and I don't think he did it intentionally because it's not Graham's way. I think he put out the best eleven that he thought was going to get a result. I really do. Yeah, but. The fact is, we didn't play a striker today. We chose, Graham chose to leave Aaron Connolly and Andy Zakiri on the bench in a strikerless formation. Yeah. If if he is not comfortable starting those two players at the end of the season, when there's nothing to play for, really, mm. and he thinks that that formation that we played today with Trossard, McAllister and Jahan back, just a front three, was the best chance we had of winning, surely they're there has to have been some internal conversations going on for a while now that we need to sign a different striker. That's right. Because you've got to think that, and and I agree with you on the loan thing. To me, the first thing, if I, if I was the Albion in terms of outgoing, I wouldn't even be thinking about getting rid of Azuma first thing. Let's worry about getting Connolly and Sakiri out on loan. That would be the first thing I'd want to do. If we're, if we're going to want to sign a striker this summer, those two have to go out on loan and start playing their trade with regular games and start you, getting goals. If you reverse it and say you keep what we've got and you talk about one player that is ma- one player I like and I rate and has got probably the most correct hand I've ever seen in the player and seems to get away with it every time he's, he's Pascal Gross. Yep. But what he what he what he gains is he's got an awesome um delivery on him. Like not as good as Beckham, obviously, but he reminds me of telling you whip a ball in. And his stats don't lie, but he's not a player to put out wide or in a full-back position or a wing-back position, whatever you want to call it. The reason being, he doesn't have any pace at all. Yep. So he has he has to check back or go inside or check back and go inside. He ain't going to go past the player. He's not going to win a foot race and get around the back. And I just think we're putting sort of square pegs in round holes a little bit because of the squad rotate and injuries we've got. I mean, Lamptey's playing every time at that that position, isn't he? Basically, yep. Three yep. three central defenders, and then you play you play five across midfield, and then you put the two out wide. You put left Dan Burn wouldn't say he's natural. We could do another left back or left wing back, whatever you want to call it, and so forth. Yep, and I think that will that will mean we we get we get more out of forwards. I think we'll get more we'll get behind teams better. Yeah, I think that I think that's one of those biggest like outside of the striker because I do think we need one personally. I do think we need a different option. I would prefer to send them out and get developed. And I would I think the next thing on the shopping list has to be legitimate wing back depth. Like yeah. we've got a because Solly was excellent. Lamptey, of course, is just unreal. But when they're not fit, you know how we got away with it this year playing yeah. Joel Veltman and and Dan Burn out out wide as wing backs. But they're not they're not anywhere near the final and option. Mode has been there too, hasn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. and Jakob Moder has been playing, who's, you know, a central midfielder. <laughs> He's been asked to play there as well. I think you've got to, um, you've just got to get some kind of depth and whether the hope is that, that Michel Kobovnik will be one of those when he, when he comes through, you know, after preseason, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. He, I was going to ask you about him. So is he a left, is he left footed or right foot? So everything I'd read said that he was a left footed left back, but it looks yes. to me like he's very much whenever they've, they've been playing him, it looks like he's very much a right footed right back. So yes. I can yeah. only, I can only assume I've been reading that incorrectly from someone um, because he's, he's been playing right back almost every game for the under 23s whenever I've seen him. And he certainly doesn't look like he's uncomfortable on his right foot. But and if that's the case, it's a this, this, weird this one. Month, this, uh, well, this is it. And really when I say it's more the mobility, the athletes in those positions, the runners. Yep. You know, um, so he, I mean, I think going back to the squad, if you like, and Mo, there's a chap called, is it Mo, Moises Casiedo? Yes. Yep. So is he not coming? Is he not the sort of in line to take over from you? Zuma should Zuma leave. We've got more talent coming through. So everything, yeah, everything that I've read, um, and I've I watched him a couple of times in the tw- under twenty threes, and he looks on real. He looks very good. Yeah. Um, he does look like he's basically Bissuma light. <laughs> like he does look very much like a Bissuma replacement. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, it's it's just about whether it will come too soon for him, right? Like, is he oh, yeah. is it going to be enough? Um, early days, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. And you know, he was—he's been on the bench the last couple of games. He's obviously training fully with the senior squad now, which is great. Um, but in terms of whether he's going to be the, the 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 final option or not, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. yeah. The the game today, the the two goals we conceded were just super lazy as well. I, I, you know, I thought that however well we've done being defensive especially defensively, I thought that Sanchez looked very nervous today. Do you yeah. think that Do you think that it was because of his first time in front of an away crowd or like a crowd that wasn't, because he'd never played. I, I didn't think about it until I saw him flap at the first cross. And I was like, I just realized yeah. that Sanchez has never played in front of a crowd before the last two games. Um, that's a good point. I'm re- I hadn't, it hadn't really crossed my mind, but I love the fact that... We've brought a goalie in through the youth ranks who looks like he's going to chat the Euros instead yeah. of a world record signing um, goalkeeper. Is it? I never can pronounce his name. I'm not even going to try. But Kepa, let's call him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just to think that he's come in an unknown necessarily, gone gone into the Spanish team, and I've heard he's in. The, he's going to be in the Euros. Yeah, that should be something to be celebrated because. Look at Matt Ryan since he left and left. He did something silly, didn't he? I, I saw in terms of, he'd always been an Arsenal fan. It's just that you know, that was his dream move. And like, none of us wanted, nobody wanted to hear that. Because um, we didn't probably know at the time that how good Sanchez is. And he's been absolutely brilliant. He's been superb. It was a, it was such a brave decision too, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, for Graham to do that. And, and sometimes you hear, some people say that 
Graham isn't brave enough to make those decisions, especially middle of game. Like he gets criticized a bit about not being brave enough to make those tougher decisions when it comes, you know, into tough times. And to me, like that just summarized that he absolutely is because it, it he did it and it worked incredibly yes. well. And yes. like you said, you know, Sanchez is just about to to pip a, a 50 million pound keeper <laughs> to a Euro spot. That's outrageous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to me, that's, you know, and, and he's, it, the idea I think this year was that Christian Walton was supposed to be the number two. And obviously he got hurt in preseason. But Sanchez has pretty much put him out of a job because I think that Walton's going to be let go on a free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I always thought he would be in goal for us for the, like years. Yeah. I always thought he's coming through and he's been on loads like 50 clubs not quite that many, but you know what I mean. And but he, I thought, right, we're going to get him back when he's matured at his peak. And um, yeah, it's not really gone to plan. Yeah, I feel sorry for him, um, but I have heard a couple of fans of the teams he went on loan at saying that they didn't think he should come back to them. So I'm wondering if we kind of just got away with it. I don't. Maybe he's just not as good as we thought he was going to be. Um, we also noticed we had two goal. Did we not have two goalies on the bench today as well? We did, again. Uh, McGill and Steele. Uh, McGill has been on the bench a few times. Um, right. It it sounds to me like, and it looks to me, given the fact that McGill has been on the bench a few times, he's going to be the one that we were hoping Walton was going to be. I think he's going to be the backup next season to, to, to Sanchez. Um, just personally, I think that that's probably going to be what it is. Um, in terms of Arsenal... You watched the game today. What do you what do you make of them uh, this season? Do you think that? And I haven't watched a great deal of them. Um, no. I'll be honest with you, but you know, in terms of the Bissouma rumors, Arsenal are well in amongst it. Do you think that Arsenal would be a good team for him to go to? I personally don't like. I said I, I think that he's too good for them, frankly. What do you think in terms um, of Arsenal today? I, I was quite impressed with with some of the stuff that they were playing. I think Smith Rowe is excellent, but in terms of you know kicking on from that perspective, I I, I think that we can be very much kind of in and amongst where they are next year. I mean, we've got the same. I think what well, yeah, as of yesterday, had the same amount of wins as Arsenal, you know, and I don't look at that Arsenal team. Like I used to look at them like everybody else probably does the Burkamp Vieira comparisons those days, Keown, Adams, etc. They don't they don't I don't necessarily feel that I, I I know the Arsenal fans are not happy with how the team play and in terms of how their results are going. And I think they are massive underachievers. Bearing in mind like you've got players like Bamiang. It seems yep. to be the, the, the contract purse gets the big the big deal. And his form went, you know, and with respect, Arsenal should be up, in my opinion, the top, top four, top five in the country. And it being Arsenal, the team they've got in first now. But I think they need to get their back, their defence sorted out in a big way. I think they've had too much unrest there. I think they've got enough firepower. Um, and maybe that's possibly where they see it with Zuma because he will, he will tighten up their midfield. A lot. Yeah, I mean, but, you take you take out Xhaka today and put in Basuma next to Party, and and that's a that's a 
very, very good midfield too. That that can that can take them to a Champions League spot, that midfield too. The player that makes them tick is Tierney for me. He dictates a lot of the play. And the irony is we're talking about where where we haven't necessarily got the players in those positions right now. But on he he makes that team work. He he's phenomenal. Um but the jury's out with is it Odegaard? The Real Madrid Loney. Yep. I haven't seen much from him. Good enough. I thought he was quite good today, though. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because I felt the same way. I'd, I'd not seen anything that, that scared me too much about him. And then I thought he played really well today. Yeah. But I guess for me, a little bit is we've got... You're talking about Arsenal Football Club, you know, versus Brighton here. And you put side by side and look at budgets and what they can spend versus us, you know, it's not even in the same ballpark. No, not at all. So at all. I guess the question is, is, is Arteta the right guy for the job there? But I think the jury's out. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, in terms of, I saw an interesting tweet earlier, and I'd love to get your opinion on it. Um, so Graham Potter's win ratio is exactly the same as Chris Hutton's over two Premier League seasons. Potter has a very good superior away record. Hutton is miles ahead of him on an away record, uh, home record. The question is, is have the Albion made progress since we made the move from Hutton to Potter? We, I know we, what I think, but I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Um, I think we've had an unprecedented year. I think well, our, our record at home is probably not what we expected to be, and that's because the fans haven't been there. And I gen- genuinely, genuinely think that had we have had fans back in our stadium, we would have had a way better home record. Yep. And it's re- I think it's really difficult to compare a season of normality in inverted commas with Hewn versus versus Graham Potter, who's had most things on, you know, in very very weird circumstances, and make he's had to make the best of what he's got. Um. And personally, I think we're way easier on the eye now than we were with, with Hewitt. Don't, and don't forget, if you go back, to, there was I think it was that Cardiff game. Do you remember at the very end of the season? Yes, the two back-to-back games, Cardiff yeah. and Bournemouth. Right. Like, <laughs> we were we were we were really really nearly close to the line there. Yeah, and yeah, and we again, were. look at this season. We've really there've been teams worse than us in a lot of the cases. Um, who went down. And that might sound obvious, but <laughs> we've comfortably stayed up, really, haven't we? If you look at the buffer between us and Fulham, I think, who are third from bottom. Yeah, they had, they had, they finished the season on 28 points. Um, yeah. So actually, when we beat Southampton um, on March the 14th, that took us to 29 points. Yeah. Um, that actually, although it didn't feel like it at the time, we were safe on March the 14th, which is mental. Yeah. Yeah, I do think in a sense of this season's been less stressful than last season. Yep, and I'm proud. I'm proud of the team. I've, I, I generally have. I've hated some of the games. Have been so frustrating. And then we go and beat Man City. We go and beat Liverpool. You know, we we turned up at certain games, but then we not. We didn't beat West Brom. Right, so, you know, <laughs> or Sheffield United, or Sheffield United. So it's just 
it's a tough league and I guess I sound like Potter myself. You've got to take each game as it comes and you can only beat who's in front of you. And I just, I go back to it. If we can keep this team together, add a, all right, let's get a forward in. I don't know who you'd choose. Have you got any idea who we'd bring in? So who is that forward? <laughs> for me, and and if anyone's listened to the podcast before, uh, for me, my pick is 125,000%. Uh, Paul Onoachu from Genk, because he's an absolute monster. Well, he yeah. is. Uh, he played with Trossard for a couple of years. Um, he's six foot seven. He's quick, and he's scored thirty three goals in thirty five games this season at Genk. It's absolutely mental. Um, I would. I would love us to go and grab someone like that. I know I've heard Ivan Tony a lot, um, which is also fine. Uh, obviously, but I, I. I. I have a sneaky feeling that they're going to win the playoffs this year. I think they're going to go up. I agree. I, I don't I think, think I don't think Ivan Tony will be going anywhere. I think he'll be playing for Brentford next year in the Premier League, which is going to be upsetting to a lot of teams because I think a lot of teams have their eye on Ivan yeah. Tony. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I agree. I think the the one the one forward that I think we've always I've heard I heard nearly signed for us, but wages were huge, and he was totally unproven at the time. Was Tammy Abraham? Yep. But. You know, would 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 we are we going to have after this season? I suppose everyone's looking at the bank balances and even today losing. I think Mr. Bloom's lost seven or eight million quid. Yeah, not losing to uh, it's harsh, but it's just how it is. You know, those places gain gain decent decent amount of return. Um, and in the grand scheme, I think we do need that that centre forward because if we do keep well back, he's so injury prone. That's I think that's part of the problem, is it, with that with Danny? Like he I think the reason towards the end of the season that he's been so good is because he's been able to play games yeah. consistently, which yeah. is something I think he's been struggling with for his entire career. Um I had a I have a friend who's also a Watford fan and he said that they like Danny Welbeck, he just never was fit. He just was never ready to play for them. Um yeah. and you know, same with Lalana though, isn't it? Same with Adam Lalana. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is exactly yeah. the same. Um, I've opened up the lines for anybody who wants to jump in. Uh, looks like we've got Stuart H who's going to jump in the chat. So let's have a chat with uh, with Stuart. Maybe it's supposed to be Stuart. I think he may have just typed a D <laughs> instead of a T. Let's see if he can jump, jump in and see what he's got to say. Oh, he's jumped out, got nervous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, if we if we went for someone like Tammy Abraham, what kind of do you, what kind of fee would you want us to go for? Would you be happy if we spent forty million on it? I don't to be honest with you, I don't know what his contract is with Chelsea. So like, if there's any sort of te- if there's any sort of four, three, two, three, four years in his contract, he's going to be on big, big. It's going to be a big transfer fee, isn't it? So I've heard, I've heard from a couple of different areas because they have like. You know, like sport track and stuff. They have like people's yeah. wages of what they know of. Uh, I believe he's around the eighty thousand mark, which is about where Dunk and, and Lalana are. So he wouldn't be yeah. if he was come to to come to us and was willing to get paid that kind of wage. He would be one of our top earners, but he wouldn't break the budget. Yeah. And is he is he now is he is his contract run down? It's a good question. I'm not sure about that. Is there you know what's he going to cost in this market? And I, I suspect 65, it, 70 mil. 
uh, yeah, you've got to think that there's going to be a lot of players, a lot of teams after him. Um, especially if Ivan Tony comes up with Brentford because he's then off the market. That's it. It's a tough one, isn't it? I'm not <laughs> sure. But I guess you, who have we got? Andone? Is he, he going to stay or is he going to. No, I heard he he gone to Galatasaray and wasn't coming back and then he came back due to the injury and now won't. Wants to get wants to play again, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, I think he was on the bench just last week. Um, so he's obviously in and around the squad, but I think that Andone is one of those players similar to David Proper that even though he's been in and around the squad most of the season, I'm not sure that he will be here come August. Um, I really like Pro- Proper. I me think too. he's a really good player. I've I think actually we've missed him this season because he just he brings some drive through the middle. It's been strange, hasn't it, to see him not play many games this yeah. season. What do you, like? Why do you think it is that he's? Why do you think that he's just not fit the mold that Potter wants? Because it looks like he should. He has been quite. He's had quite a bad in, like, couple of injuries, hasn't he, this year? Yeah, and I think. I don't know. I, I really, I don't honestly know. But I think when he's fit and playing well, for me, he's in the. I, I put him straight in the team. I think he's good enough. Yep. I think he's good. Who enough. would you swap him for? I knew you were going to ask me that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not dropping Basuma for him, right? Like obviously he's not going anywhere. So, but he, for me, was he not when he was at PSV? Wasn't he before? Was he not scoring goals at PSV? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I didn't know much. He was similar to uh, to the way you were saying about Basuma when we signed proper. I didn't have any idea who he was. I had to go on Google and look up, look him up because I I'd never watched him play before. See, say first thing is he's played. He's a Dutch. He's an international, isn't he? He plays quite. He's been regularly within the Holland team for quite a while, and some might say not the strongest Dutch team we've seen, but. Um, I think uh, I heard that he's going back to Holland as well. So yeah, I've heard PSV. Yeah, we may have seen a may have seen the last of him, unfortunately. But that's football, isn't it? Here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, ben White has also been one in the rumor mill. Would you? How would you feel about Ben White leaving? What do you What do you make of his first season fully with the Albion? Ben White lives down the road from me, so see, I see him quite a lot. Is he? Yeah, he's the nicest guy ever, and I think I took him by surprise to when I we were in where was it Sainsbury's Express, or Tesco's Express. And <laughs> like, I know that guy, and I looked over and I was like, he's Ben White. I just went past and said, "Please beat Leeds, please beat Leeds." <laughs> <laughs> and he had a wry smile on his face. He said, "We'll try, we'll try." And lo and behold, we beat Leeds. I've Twice. not seen him since. So, I I think you know what he's deceiving. He's actually I I didn't think he's as tall. He's quite a big big lad. I didn't realise how tall. Yeah, he's quite tall and he's he's had quite he's, he's had us a calm in possession. And I think in terms of keeping him, I think he'll stay. I've got a feeling he kind of likes it down here in on the south coast. I'm pretty sure 
he was probably I think the Brighton fan base for the Leeds fan base is slightly different. I think you can't go anywhere in Leeds and not be noticed, recognised a lot. I think football's like religion there. As it is to us, but I think down here probably he probably gets a little bit more quiet. And um again, take him out he was brilliant at Leeds, by the way. What a what season they had whilst he was there. Yep. Brilliant. They 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 are they are great team to watch. Fantastic team. But He'll stay. Confident he'll stay. Yeah, I think he will too. Um, I think he's one of those players that may get a bit of attention, but we're going to need an outrageous offer from a massive team t- to let him go. I think you know you're going to have to have <laughs> you're going to have like a you're going to have to have Liverpool coming in with millions if we're going to have to like yeah. if we're going to let him go. I don't think they will. Um, it's a bit a bit one thing for, I'm really confident with. Is that we have an abundance of absolutely brilliant centre backs. We seem to just yes. be this like conveyor belt of great centre backs. Just keep, you know, I'm pretty sure if we, even if Lewis, uh, Lewis White, Ben White left, we would slot someone else in. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just as good. Um, so I think he'll stay. I know I've got to say I cannot I've just I've put this all the time I cannot cannot believe Lewis Dunk not in the England team regularly when is the uh, when is it when is the the actual squad announced do you know when the actual well I don't know if you notice his other teams of black countries have named their squads and so forth yeah um, must be soon it, it's got to be. I know that I know that Spain are planning to announce theirs tomorrow, which is why they're talking about um, Sanchez being announced pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but I've I have not seen anything about when we're <laughs> like when we're updating our squad. Um, no, I agree. Google it right now. See if we see anything at all. Would you have Donkey in there? Yes, I would. Especially if Maguire's hurt, <clears throat> which seems to be the case. If Maguire's injured. You know, you're all out of excuses at that point. I don't think he was great today. Uh, I think he was quite poor compared to his usual self today. Watching him, right. but but on a on the whole, you know, it, how can you justify not playing him when you've got people like Tyrone Mings getting in? <laughs> like, yeah, that that yeah. you know, you can't. I don't think you can really justify it. Yeah. Um, I- I think if you took, because I, I often wear the Brighton glasses, probably like you. Yeah. And, yep. Uh, you know, he's got to play. He's our, you know, he's our captain. And we're obviously going to want him to play for England. But you generally look around and I go, I go to Twitter, which I think not, I think gen, like generally the football world feel the same. The fans, like Villa fans, Leeds fans, you know, you, you they all rate him. And as well, on a whole, you feel, you know, it's not just us Bryant fans going, he's brilliant. You know, the whole, the whole, I just don't know why, I don't know what it is for Southgate. I don't know, I don't know, no idea why he just doesn't seem to get any looking at all, not even in squad. Yeah, it's very, very, very strange to me. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I think, yeah. And like you said, it's not just us. There's a lot of pundits out there that are saying that he should be in the England squad, and he isn't. So I'm not sure what yeah. it is. Southgate says he wants people that are comfortable in a back two and a back three. He does both. He wants players that can play the ball. He, he's one of the league leaders in terms of playing balls from the back. 
he fits everything that Southgate wants, but he doesn't pick him. It's very, very weird. Um, it's it's probably the ship has sailed now. He's, I mean, unless there's some sort of mir- miracle, um, I can't see him getting in that Euro squad now. I don't think they'd risk it. He's not played enough. I agree, which is ridiculous, really. It's a shame. I agree with you. Um, it's a shame. Who was your man of the match today? I know it's slim pickings because the game itself was just uh, so so non, you know, just not not. You a know thing, what? Like. I mean, you 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 pretty much always get an eight out of ten from Webster. Yep. Um, I thought he did okay. Like like you said, it motor was quite good today. I mean, he's got really good feet. Again, look at the size of our team in terms of and. Yeah, he. We've got some big, big old players who are uh, who seem to be not. I don't know, we're not getting enough headers in the box you now, corners and set plays. I think we should get more. But um, probably on that note, in terms of it was, it was. They just looked tired today. The team looked a bit lackluster. Yeah, they did. Um, but if I had to pick one out, I'm afraid I'd have to go for a biz Zuma today. Likewise, I, it yeah. felt it felt like he was almost at times the only one that cared because yeah. <laughs> the others were on the beach. Yeah. I think that he was all over it again. I thought he played really well. Um, he led the team in tackles as well. He was <laughs> as per usual. It feels like he, he did a good job. I think all the way through. He's got this knack of players getting away from him and he just got, he's just like, but he's like a, like a dog with a bone. He kind of like, Runs back after the player and gets this kind of tackling of the outside of his right leg. Yeah. And he's got that knack of doing that all the time. And it's just, I don't know, he, he, he's just he's just key player to us. I, again, we, I'm repeating myself a bit. No, I, I agree. He's he's superb. He's I'm going to be jealous watching him whoever wherever he goes, <laughs> if he goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anything else? Because I think that just about wraps everything on my side. Do you have anything else you wanted to say before the end of the pod? Because uh, this is also end of season almost, really. So yeah, no, I just like it's like not been a normal season. And let's be proud. We're still in the Premier League next season. And, you know, some of the football's been great. I, I like Potter. I think he's a great lead for us. Um, and keep this squad together and add a few bit more, bit, couple more players in over the summer. I think we can look forward to looking at, looking up the table, not down next season. Yeah, agreed. I, I think that exactly the same as you. With the right recruitment, I think that even if we let Bissouma go, you know, I think with the right recruitment, we are, we are still going to be looking up and down 100%. That's it. And watch out for Cassiedo. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. the... He could well be the. Uh, he could be well. Well, be that that well, picture perfect replacement. All right. All right. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming on, Nick. Um, oh, and nice. uh, for the for the listeners and the viewers, I will be back next week for a post season uh, post mortem. So I'll be going over all of the end of season stuff. Um, and yeah, have a good week. Uh, and that's kind of it in terms of Premier League football now for two months. So, or, well, three really, because it's still May. So we will uh, we'll speak to you next week. Um, and then after that, who knows when I'll be doing a podcast next because there's nothing to report on for a while. So have a good one, everybody. Uh, Nick, have a good week and, and be safe. Thank you for having me. Take care. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Bye.